0: Hey
1: guys, welcome to episode four of Unethical Podcasts.
0: Girls are bitches, man.
1: The case we're going to be discussing today is the Slender Man stabbing. Welcome to Unethical (laughs) Podcasts. When I turned 12, my best friend and I had a little birthday party at my house where we went to a thrift store. We bought matching outfits of horrible early 2000s graphic blouses, swim wraps as skirts and matching gold heels. You know, that like flaky, like gold vinyl shit.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Yeah. We went home (laughs) and we filled balloons up with water so that we could pretend that we had boobs. And we absolutely lost our minds laughing when my mom's cat suddenly jumped up on my lap and popped one of my water balloon titties.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was, uh, I was, I played Mrs. Claus in my Christmas play when I was uh, grade five and I had fake titties too. I thought I was so funny. (laughs) I got a lot of laughs. It was the first time I got laughs. First time. (laughs) And then I
1: was addicted. Uh, So when me and my friend were done, we put the rainbow of titties in the bathtub and we popped each one with a knife so that they could drain away. And that's really the only memory I have when I'm sure I was 12 years old. So imagine when you thought about being 12, you remembered your best friend's birthday party was the night that you and your two best friends went out into the woods and instead of popping water balloons with that knife, they tried to stab you to death because of a popular internet legend.
2: Yeah, what? Wait, what?
1: The um, case we're talking about today is the Slender Man stabbing. So I'm going to play some clips from the interrogations of Anissa and Morgan for you guys as well. In 2014, two 12-year-old girls from Wisconsin named Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser lured their friend Peyton Lutner, also 12, into the woods and tried to kill her. The three girls attended the same school and were friends. In fact, for a couple of years, the victim Peyton was best friends with Morgan. They had cute nicknames for each other. And Morgan and Anissa continued to use Peyton's nickname, and they called Peyton Bella during the interrogations. Anissa joined their school when they were all in the sixth grade, and Morgan and Anissa found that they had a great deal in common and soon became inseparable. Peyton tried to pretend she had the same interests, but she was freaked out by the creepy things that Morgan and Anissa were into. Peyton also said she didn't really like Anisa. She described her as very cruel and jealous. But when Anisa and Morgan invited Peyton to a sleepover on May 30th, 2014, Peyton's mother told journalists that Peyton was so excited because it was Morgan's birthday party. But despite playing on their tablets, role-playing Star Trek, and playing a game where they tried to get Silly Putty to stick to a wall, The party was unusual and the girls seemed unusually eager to go
0: to bed. Uh, (laughs) I I, I I feel so uncomfortable already. (laughs) I'm like
2: Do you like scary things? Like, are you a horror fan?
0: I'll be okay because I'm I, I couldn't do anything like this on my own. Like I it's which is weird because I grew up watching like I'd seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies by the time I was like seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because for some reason, my family thought it was a, a fantastic idea to put all of us kids in front of horror movies while they were doing their, <laughs> while, they were, while they were partying. So I suppose that explains why my brother constantly had nightmares until he was like 16 about evil dead.
3: So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you were babysat by uh, Freddy Krueger. That's good. Uh, I, don't you know <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you know what he did to kids yeah uh, I don't know if you know what he did to kids I don't know if you remember those movies but uh, wrong babysitter way to go I Australian do. parents
0: yeah Freddy Krueger <laughs> was like he was my he he was in my dreams all the time like so, I can remember all of those movies from no I'm yeah. more I'm more freaked out by weird stuff like this than than slasher movies like things like that don't really bother me because i i know that they're manufactured and i can watch them and be like oh that's gross but i know that it's you know fake blood and actors and stuff like that but when it's but stuff I, like this
2: i feel this is the reason i even brought up horror movies i feel like this is like opening to a horror movie to yeah, friends exactly. creepy little friends invite you over mm-hmm. for a sleepover you get your backpack all together oh i can't wait till we have our slumber party and then they're just mm-hmm. sitting there plotting like so none of them wow. were even like, uh, teenagers right they're like pre-teens yeah. still. Huh?
1: Yeah. Murderous children are so much worse. Children of the corn. Uh-huh. And you're just yeah. like, uh, uh, uh,
2: no. Yeah. But there's, it's so much scarier when they're kids. Cause like, they're so innocent. I got kids. I look at them all the time and I go like, oh, nothing yeah. bad will ever happen. But like imagine fuck there. I'm my kids two years away from being able to murder me like this kids or stab me at least, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that, that's a terrifying thought. Kids are so innocent, you know?
1: Are they? Are they? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I think we think they are, but.
2: I think they, I think kids are, come on. They don't know any better half the time. And if they're evil little fucks, then that's a rarity like humans, right?
1: Well, like I said, I mean, when I was 12, I thought water balloon titties were funny. So.
2: It still is. It's still funny. I'm
1: wearing them right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) So the truth was. That night, Anissa and Morgan had planned to gag Peyton in her sleep and stab her in the neck, leaving her to bleed out while they ran. Morgan said that um, at her birthday party while Bella was sleeping, we were going to, like, duck mouth shut. But they decided they were too tired. And Morgan is quoted as saying, which is like the freakiest thing for a 12-year-old to say ever, oh my god, let her have another morning. The two decided to carry out the murder in a bathroom in a local park the next day because, and again, thoughts 12-year-olds should not be thinking, because it had drains in the floor to clean up Peyton's blood.
2: The, the more you're saying now, I'm thinking like they they got scared. That's why they didn't do it at home. They instead of she's just trying to sound creepy, like let her have another night. Creepy Maybe. little kids.
1: Yeah, oh, a bit creepy. The next morning. Peyton excitedly led the way to the park while Morgan and Anissa were behind her with a steak knife in Morgan's waistband.
2: A steak knife? Anyways, they thought this through and they're like, oh yeah, we need a murder weapon. Mom, I'm a steak knife! Like, it's so <laughs> She's it's 12. Secure. She couldn't
1: fit a whole knife in her waistband. It'd go all the way down to her leg.
3: <laughs> That's true. Dab herself in the foot. <laughs> oh, fuck, Now I got a limp there. <laughs>
2: Oh, God. It's such the planning of a child, though. Like, honestly, come on, get a fucking axe. Do it right. You know what I mean? You're going out in the bush. Do it. If you're going to do it, don't get a steak knife. You know, it's not going to work or it might not be as effective. Get a big fucking hammer. You know,
1: <laughs> no one said kids weren't stupid.
2: No, I know. I agree with that one. Like, obviously dumb. But I mean, it's it just shows that they're children by the let's bring lure out to the washroom in the middle of the park with a steak knife. Like it's not scary. <laughs> it takes away the scariness. It's not scary anymore. It just sounds like you're a moron.
0: I w- Yeah. I wouldn't want someone to pull a steak knife on me.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't want somebody to pull a paring knife on me. I can't, like, I'm probably I, not I, going to die, but
0: ouch. Anyone could be dangerous with us with a utensil. Like fuck. I could probably take someone out with a spoon. <laughs> You think of them coming at you with a, a melon baller, a can opener. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Yep. <laughs> Look out for my cheese grater. <laughs> <Electric>
2: <laughs> mixer. Okay, melon baller, my eyeballs. Anyways. Yep. Uh,
0: no,
1: we've had enough of that.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah, no more eyeballs. I bet I forgot. As long as you don't eat them, I don't care. Anyways, yeah, but I'm talking of like I'm looking at this Morgan girl now. I'm talking about like persona wise. Like she's trying to be freaky. She's trying to be like you could tell it's yes, okay. You're an awkward looking, creepy little girl. But I mean, you also put it on. Like you, you, you yeah. could you could make yourself not have to be that. So her bringing out a knife is like yeah. If that was Christy with a spoon, that'd be terrifying. You're attacking me that way for sure. Fuck, she's coming at me with a spoon. The the Aussie. You want to play knifey spoony <laughs> like the old <laughs> Simpsons game? <gang. laughs>
3: see my knife.
2: I see you played knifey spoony before. Anyways. uh, (laughs) But yeah, so, but this little girl just getting a steak knife, it's not as scary. Like, she's trying to be scary. That's what I mean. Like, if you're trying to be scary, that's not scary. Trying to be scary would be an axe or like Mm -hmm. a gun.
3: (laughs) No, I remember when I was was chopping knife, you know, the ones you see in like Housewife with the carrots, just whack, whack. Maybe her kitchen
1: was just understocked of cutlery.
3: Since they were in the dishwasher.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't want to use a dirty one. That's gross.
2: <laughs> I cut my bagels with that one.
1: <laughs> okay, so Morgan and Anisa first plan to sacrifice Peyton after bonding over a popular online creepypasta tale, Slenderman. So a creepypasta is a viral horror legend that is perpetuated by readers. They are most commonly presented as true stories relayed by those that experienced these events. They were incredibly popular in the late 2000s and early 2010s. One of the most popular ones I know of is called the Russian Sleep Study. It makes rounds regularly across Facebook. And it is presented as a true story of a scientific experiment conducted in Russia. And man, I believed it was true right up until I was in like my early 20s. And then I just got back checking.
0: I know exactly the one you're talking about. I've always thought it was true. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's uh, the scary part about the internet, especially with creepypastas. Because you're right, they are framed as real. And if you make it just to say real enough, people will fucking believe it, man you know just you just need that one little thing of truth and people will glom on especially on the internet right mm-hmm. you want to say russians are evil doing evil shit in their sleep with people that are sleeping there oh man that's a fucking easy one to run with that has no even though russians are just like us man there's fucking creepy ass assholes on top and then most of them are just normal ass people but still it's all ingrained in us that russians are assholes because of movies
1: not assholes just like scary the way they talk is scary
2: I uh I met a Russian guy who was in the military in Russia, and what they would do to get hammered, uh, when they were going out into the field, they would take a razor blade. I'm not even fucking joking. This is what he told me. I don't know if this is true. I never watched him do it. They would take a razor blade. They would shave their head, and they would like cut lines in their fucking head, and then uh, cover their do rag, like their thing they wore under on, uh, on their head, with fucking vodka, and just like wrap it around their head like a bandana and just get hammered through their fucking skull that's how crazy russians that's why i think russians are crazy like they always have a crazy ass story you know
1: Holy fuck. <laughs> jeez! and here i am butt chugging like an amateur this actually is the that told you me- what the fuck <laughs> <A> tamp- <laughs> that was actually yeah, like no, a study yeah. By oh. a sociologist she started this like rumor that kids were getting hammered by soaking their tampons in liquor and inserting it like oh young men would insert it in their butthole and then oh. young women would sort insert, insert it in also their butthole and then she she spread it around and it became this whole big like this whole mad style group came because of it and it was just a study by the sociologist this never actually happened
2: it's kind oh, of a creepy really pasta it in itself, if you it think is. about it, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure some people tried it. I just use my mouth. Fucking just drink it. Yeah. it I,
2: <laughs> I thought you meant you use your mouth as a tampon. Anyways, keep moving on. <laughs> that would be a diva cup. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm just trying to picture how I would actually do that. For hire, um, human yeah.
1: tampon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I hate this. Email
1: Nancy Carlson for that
2: one. <laughs> I did this. Bucks, I'm sorry.
0: hundred bucks. 100 bucks. <laughs>
1: Fucking hell. Oh, does anyone else taste blood? Uh.
2: <laughs> that iron. I got my Red Wings. I got my Red Wings. I know what we're talking about.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, I'm uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> you. I was gonna stop, and then you said you taste blood, and I had to. I couldn't stop myself.
1: All right. I was like, this is going to be a very serious tone episode, but clearly we're not capable of that, so. Uh, some other popular examples of creepypastas are Ben Drowned, Jeff the Killer, and Sonic EXC, which I know is popular on YouTube gaming channels because my son talks about it all the time and he's six.
3: Okay.
2: So
1: Despite the efforts of journalists and anthropologists, nailing down creepypasta origins is incredibly difficult because they are posted anonymously and travel at incredible speed all over the internet. But possibly due to the notoriety of this particular case, the creation of Slender Man has been found to have originated in the forums of Something Awful, a popular site for pervs and geeks in 2009. So think like Dungeons and Dragons and porn.
2: So- yeah, I like it already.
1: <laughs> what you call it? Something. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. We're we're something.
1: Um. So a challenge was posted on one of these forums before the age of social media challenges. So this is before the planking challenge, the so-called first viral social media challenge. I graduated just in time to miss dumbasses planking all over my high school. Thank God.
3: Jesus Christ, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it completely because I was drunk that entire year. <laughs> so you probably were also planking. You just don't like because yeah, you were passed honestly, out. Intentionally yeah. planking, yes.
1: <laughs> uh so yeah, you guys remember those. The ice bucket challenge, the cinnamon challenge, the tide pod challenge, Kylie Jenner oh. challenge, all of What's which it? led to serious consequences for teens. So some things never changed. <laughs> <laughs> so the challenge posted was to create paranormal things with Photoshop. A user with the handle Victor Surge created a photo of two children with a tall, shadowy figure looming over them with outstretched tentacles for arms. He mm-hmm. captioned the photo, <clears throat> quote, I choked a little bit on my own spit. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that out. Back in action. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, He captioned the photo, quote, we didn't want to go, we didn't want to kill them, but its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. So Victor Surge got really into Slenderman and started posting doctored photo after doctored news article after deeply disturbing children's drawings of the so-called Slenderman. The legend was built by dozens, if not hundreds of contributors in that forum. And the PDF of the mythos runs nearly 200 pages long.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. Mm. For no reason. It's not like he was getting paid. You just sat at home. Victor was like, you know what? Let's fucking creep everyone out. I'm doing it. (sighs) Great.
1: So kind of like us (laughs) making a podcast. I'm not getting paid. (laughs) Let's just make, uh, let's just make Mrs. Anderson uncomfortable with all of our naughty language.
2: (laughs) Oh. She gave us a 2 star. It's not the worst.
1: True. I mean, I guess technically it's not the worst. So, I will now present to you, the listeners, the abridged legend of Slenderman. Slenderman is a supernatural creature that hails from the Black Forest in Germany. He is described as incredibly tall, incredibly thin, and with arms of a natural length even for his height. Tentacles are often inserted into his description, either replacing his arms or coming out of his back. He is sometimes described as faceless, but other times described as taking a different appearance for each person who sees him. He's often described as dressed in a black suit and tie. He lives in the forests or abandoned places, but can teleport wherever he is called to. Slender Man induces something called slender sickness in adult or young adult victims, where the victim experiences paranoia, nightmares, delusions, and nosebleeds. So some say he wants to capture children and use them as proxies to further his own ends, whatever they may be. Others say he wants to stalk them, scare them, and then drive them mad as adults. So originally, once Slenderman had an adult victim in his grasp, he would impale them on tall trees, leave them to bleed until they died. Then he would remove the organs, seal them in plastic and return them into the corpse.
2: Oh, (laughs) that's a very specific thing to make up. I like it. a lot of work that's just somebody got real creative oh he's gonna take out all the organs and then he's gonna put them back oh wait in baggies <laughs> like woo, field <Sealed> for freshness
1: <laughs> all right y'all fucking weirdos okay. so slender man did stop doing that for some reason uh and he also moved on to preferring younger victims to adults so he could brainwash and lure them quietly until they trust him and only then can he kill them so he's so much, like the creepy imaginary friend now. So much scarier
2: mm-hmm. with kids though, right? Like if you made it just mm-hmm. adults, it's bad, boring. Like they got, oh, whatever. But kids, ooh, they're most vulnerable. Ooh, make it scarier. Let's see what we got.
1: Uh, yeah. And with teenagers, he will stalk and terrorize them with the slender sickness until they are so insane they seek out to prove he is real and walk right into his trap. So- From their extensive research, Anissa and Morgan saw no reason to doubt the legitimacy of Slenderman. There were multiple news articles of legitimate sightings, a ton of literature, and his story seemed to go back as far as the battlefields of World War II in Germany. So they developed a belief that if they brought him a victim, they would be rewarded. He would make them his proxies, let them live in his slender mansion, which probably has 15-foot ceilings,
2: And- it's like a batmobile <laughs> it sounds like a batmobile or like a the slender mansion it sounds like now he's a superhero it's fucking stupid
1: <laughs> he just drives his slender mansion around yeah.
2: he's got Ooh. the slender mobile parked in his slender mansion
0: the
1: wheel is like 10 feet across because his arms are so big
0: it's yeah. like a ship's wheel yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Uh, They also believed they would prove his existence while protecting themselves and their families. So, Anissa and Morgan disagreed about who first convinced the other that their families were in danger. So, I'm going to play a clip from Anissa. I said, okay, how would we do that? And she said,
3: we have to kill Bella. And did you, and you feel as though you, in order to do this, you physically had to kill somebody? Yes.
1: Okay. And here's another clip from Morgan. Anissa told me we had to. Why?
3: Because she said that he'd kill our family.
1: So according to Morgan, Anissa first tried to knock Peyton out in the bathroom. And Peyton, quote, got all mad and stuff. <laughs> I was like, you're not going to laugh. I did. Fuck.
2: <laughs> <It> sounds sounds. <laughs> I like- bet. this this reminds me of momo you remember when that happened momo oh the youtube with the like
1: ah like gina davis and beetlejuice but
2: yeah but oh my god yes when momo came out my school sent us a warning to the parents, like Momo's attacking people's YouTube videos. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is a, it, sounds like Momo, but it's a Momo's a later version of Slender Man, I guess. But
1: it is another creepypasta. Yeah, that's where it started yeah. in the creepypasta wiki. And it was like she'd pop on and be like, set your house on fire, kiddo. Yeah, exactly. Like, bleh. nope. So Peyton didn't leave after she, quote, got all mad and stuff. The three sat on the swings for a while, until Anissa suggested they played hide-and-seek in the woods. So, Peyton followed her friends into the woods, and once past the tree line, Anissa told Peyton to lie down and cover herself with the foliage on the forest floor. And then, on Anissa's mark, Morgan stabbed Peyton in the chest. So that is how Peyton remembers it. Anissa and Morgan don't agree on who initiated the attack in their interrogation, but they did agree that Morgan did all of the stabbing while Anissa stood nearby. We stabbed her? That
0: was weird. Did you Have stab you her or
1: Anissa?
3: Who had the knife? Most of the time I did.
1: Morgan said in her interrogation that this isn't the first time she'd imagined being violent.
3: I've wanted to hurt people before, but they're not
1: nice to me, so they deserve it. Peyton suffered 19 stab wounds to her chest, abdomen, arms, and leg. Morgan and Anissa moved her deeper into the woods and ordered her to lay down so they could go get help, they told her, and they deserted her. Peyton recalls that she knew that they were lying, but despite her injuries, she used the trees to brace herself as she walked towards the nearest road and was rescued by a cyclist after she collapsed on the side of the road. And this guy was very, very sweet to her on the 911 call and just a good guy.
2: Huge, huge bush.
1: (laughs) Peyton was in critical condition in the hospital for six days before recovering, To this day, she has 25 scars from the incident and the following operations. So meanwhile, Morgan and Anissa took off and searched for Slenderman to report their service, believing that he lived somewhere in the Nicolette National Forest. They were eventually found on the side of the I-94 freeway after walking for five hours. Investigators described both of them as dirty but eerily calm, like it was, quote, just another day. See, this is why I don't buy that, like, Morgan was the mastermind and Anissa was just, like, some nervous little sidekick. I was scared because, A, I would never see my
0: family
1: again, and, um, B, I was kind of hopeful to prove that I wasn't crazy.
2: Maybe she was scared of Morgan enough to just, like, if she freaks out, she'll get stabbed with the kitchen knife again. So, maybe she's just like, I gotta play it cooler, I'm dead. Maybe she's under duress. Fuck, man. You got, you watched your best friend kill someone. You're going to run. You're either going to hang with that or you're going to run and go tell your parents or something. Right. And she hung mm. with that. So, like, you're just as fucking bad, honestly.
1: So, the two girls were slotted to be tried as adults. Peyton actually said when she um, spoke later on that you do adult crimes, you get charged in adult court. Is basically, what she said, which was very fair in this case. I completely agree with her. I don't care if they are 12 and they do end up in a women's prison or whatever.
2: Oof, I don't I wouldn't I feel bad for them. I wouldn't want them to have their first period with Bertha as their fucking uh uh neighbor. Like, what do I do? Like it, it's it's kind of sad. It's uh Bertha's 12, a human man.
1: tampon. Hunter bucks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're gonna do that in here.
1: Jesus. Uh, So they were both found not competent to stand trial for first degree murder in August of 2014. Morgan was later diagnosed as early onset schizophrenic during her psychiatric assessment. So as we mentioned in our Vince Lee episode, schizophrenia tends to present in your 20s. But it came to light that her father was also hospitalized several times for mental illness when he was in his early teens.
2: Yeah, no, this is them trying to find a label for a little crazy girl. I'm sorry, but it it doesn't make sense. So they go like, she's got a mental illness. Like, uh, I'm sorry. That's from what I understand from schizophrenia, early onset is like super rare. uh, And they're using it as an easy excuse for this fucking girl. I don't know. I don't like that. I never do that part. I don't like that part.
1: Could be, you think maybe they were a little bit more like loosey goosey because they really didn't want these 12 year olds in the prison system, but they also didn't want to back down on trying them as adults.
2: Yeah, that could be a two. I didn't even think of it that way for sure. Trying yeah. to trying to get them out of the adult system, which then you're fucked. Your whole life is done. You're you're especially that young. Imagine all you got your whole teen years would be learning from fucking crazies. And yeah, no,
1: I actually don't know about that. I am kind of talking out my ass a little bit here. I don't know if they serve in a juvenile detention center until they're 18 and then go to prison when they're tried as adults uh, or if they go straight into adult prison. I don't know that's for sure is what they do. Well, yep.
3: Yeah. They would be that's, what, a, that's what they do here. Facility. Yeah. After 18, obviously you can't be there because then you're br- yeah. probably breaking your own probation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just by that.
2: Well, that so, makes more sense then.
3: Yeah, I don't know. America's kind of backwards. So I,
1: I wouldn't have been surprised if they just stuck them right in with like, <laughs> you know, the golden girls of, of you know, maximum security prison. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> just straight to solitary. Just <laughs> yeah. nothing else. Here you go. You're 12. getting in this hole. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Both girls were found competent in December 2014, and the judge ruled that they didn't qualify for juvenile court. Morgan and Anissa were found not guilty of the crime due to mental disease or defect three years after the stabbing took place. Anissa was sentenced to 25 years in an institution, and Morgan was sentenced to 40 years in an institution.
2: Even oh. Peyton
1: said once she found out why her friends had done it that she wasn't surprised because they believed so hard that they would have done anything.
2: Oh, maybe they all had side plans to kill each other and that was she just got the Ugh. lucky draw. Like they're all like so. they me and you. Yeah, they exactly, draw straws. Whose family's safe?
0: <laughs> the I death triangle so. instead of a love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think Peyton knew. I I think she was
1: just kind of just a normal kid trying to have friends.
0: Peyton was creeped out by what they were talking about and stuff. She was like, they're a bit odd. Yeah. So she probably had some clue that they were a little bit weird, but not to the point where they were planning on (laughs) traipsing out into the woods and stabbing her with a spoon. Well, I think after they tried to knock her out
1: in the bathroom and she didn't like GTFO that she was probably just like, they're harmless, just weird. (laughs) So yeah,
2: these, uh, these are my, the only people that want to hang out with me. Uh, Sure. They might hit me in the back of the head every once in a while, but at least they're my friends. I can't imagine what the other girls would do at school. That Mm. is
1: being 12. That is what it felt like when I was 12 too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's sad.
0: Uh, Girls are bitches, man.
1: I was going to say, I'm much more mature about it now, but absolutely not. I still let people treat me like dirt
0: 100%.
1: I'm getting getting perspective on ripping on Christy now. I'm like, oh no, (laughs) Christy's our Peyton. Anissa petitioned for her release from the institution after spending only three years there. The minimum amount required by her sentence, by the way. The judge heard her case just last week on March 10th. So if she is released, she will be under strict supervision until she is 37 years old. Uh, In 2020, Morgan's legal team appealed her case and petitioned to have her retried as a juvenile, but the appeal was rejected by the Supreme Court. Her sentence is required to be carried out until she is declared as having a complete resolution of symptoms or until she is 53 years old at which point she will be released with supervision mandatory scheduled reevaluations and can be reinstitutionalized at any time. So before we get into this all over again the issue in this case is not whether Morgan and Anisa should be released. We've discussed that. The issue in this case is the dangers as Richard brought up earlier in the episode the dangers of creepy pastas being presented as true stories completely available to children and teenagers with no regulation. So to get the ball rolling I'm going to give you a few examples of real life consequences of creepy pastas. Slenderman has been linked to two additional violent incidents involving young offenders. One where a 13-year-old girl attacked her mother with a kitchen knife while wearing a black hood and a white mask, and another where a 14-year-old girl set her house on fire, nearly killing her mother and brother because she claimed Slenderman wanted her to. So in the mythos, it does say that uh, in particularly messy instances, Slenderman will destroy the house of his victims. But this girl is obsessed with creepy pastas and writes her own Slenderman fan fiction. So I think this case might just be she's a little psycho and it would have happened anyway. But another case around Slenderman involved an adult male who killed two police officers. He didn't claim he did it for Slenderman because he had trouble talking with a bullet in his head. But he was said to be obsessed with Slenderman and would often dress like him for kicks. Uh, Moving away from Slenderman, in 2015, a 12-year-old girl killed her stepmother and set their apartment on fire, claiming Laughing Jack, a creepypasta clown that would befriend children to enter their dreams, rip out their guts, and fill them with candy, told her to do it. Not all creepypastas have violent results, some of them are just sad. Between 2014 and 2015, at least 103 people, but it could be as many as 241, have attempted to kill themselves at the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota, inspired by the legend of Walking Sam, who wanders the area collecting souls as retribution for an evil deed. And a local creepypasta in Kentucky has led to several accidental deaths it is said that the pope lick monster that is a weird name the pope Lick monster why are you licking the pope
3: that is frowned upon in those countries have you guys been to the vatican what do i look like i I made of money as soon as i got in there literally (laughs) literally
0: like one room of that place could end world hunger like it's the amount of money that is in that place is just offensive to everything it's Okay, let me rephrase. What do I look like? A room in the Vatican? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I would spontaneously combust if I showed up there. So
0: Hey, I thought the same, but I went with my wife and we survived. So but did you survive you by saying you were just friends? Actually, he's cool with the game.
1: <laughs> um
2: He so- publicly outwardly is. I guarantee he's not actually cool with it though. He's old.
1: Mm. Old people can be cool <laughs> with the gays. In fact, yeah. some I'm going to tell you a secret. Some old people are gay.
2: Yeah, those are the ones <laughs> that are cool with it. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, the Popelik monster. The Lick monster dwells on top of a railway bridge and hypnotizes victims into walking in front of a train. But some of the young people that go there searching for the monster have ended up being hit by a train accidentally. Or did they... Mm. it has also been theorized that the 2016 creepy clown epidemic was a result of people bringing creepy pastas to life naturally clowns are very commonplace in the horror genre since good old john wayne gacy tried to see how many bodies he could fit in his crown claw space crawls (laughs) you guys i fucked up my punchline say it again (laughs) no
2: we'll laugh like hard it'll be (laughs) a hardy laugh the whole time the
1: moment's gone (laughs) and the popularity
3: (laughs) (laughs) And the popularity of Stephen King's It, Let's move on. Hey, I watched that when I was seven, still not fucked up go and going stabbing my friends. Yeah. I grew up on Goosebump. Goosebumps books, which kind of remind me of these, you know, I mean obviously <laughs> the fake, but like you know, when you're a kid and it's like they have a whole collection. Like it's an encycl- and it's like an encyclopedia.
1: but it's very obviously presented as fiction.
3: Well, yeah, but I mean, like, when you're reading them,
2: no. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. yeah,
3: okay, but... Yeah, like, it's, like, a real story when you read it.
2: Yeah, that argument only goes so far because, like, creepypasta or, uh, like, how real can you think it is? Like, how dumb are you? Just dumb enough to believe a fucking Goosebumps is, is real, too, I would say. Like, I, I yeah, agree with you.
1: Not all of them are on creepypasta, necessarily. I mean, because... The term "creepy pasta" was coined in 4chan in either 2004 or 2006, and it just means copy paste. Like it was just, it's like creepy copy paste, copy pasta, creepy pasta. Mm. So I mean, uh there but I mean there are actual websites dedicated to Slenderman just like there are actual websites dedicated to Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster I mean there's so many doctored images that seem so legit that sure like people believe
2: this isn't the first year of the internet right like this is like 2013 you said
1: yeah but they're 12 remember so this is probably very early in their experience of the internet
2: Sure. But my point is you have parents and your parents know how the Internet exists now and did not fucking believe everything on the Internet. In 2013, we all had that knowledge. In 1995, maybe not. Uh, but to- 2013, for sure, I would if I had kids of that age, I for sure would have told them, whoa, whoa, la. that's just the Internet. Chill, bruh.
1: But this is this is a problem that's true always is parents not paying close enough attention to what's going on online they're in a different generation sometimes people have like older parents who are like in their 60s who literally just didn't get on board with it people really don't know what's going out there and teenagers i mean i like i said i believed the russian sleep study until i was in my 20s
0: mate i believed yeah. it until you told me it wasn't true just today yeah like uh, an hour ago. but
2: i mean Uh, It's, it's okay. Uh, Where I work, it's safety culture and everything else. And and, uh, we have to be very safe because we work around other people. And uh, let's say an incident happens. Okay. Someone has a knife and they cut themselves. They never, ever blame the person being a jackass. They always blame the fucking knife. And it bothers me. If you use a knife properly, you should not cut yourself, but no, it's because it's an exacto knife and it stays out. It's the same thing with this. It's like, we can't blame the internet. For you not t- taking care of your jack-ass-y kids. I kids. Uh,
1: so you're saying we should blame the parents instead of the kids then, which is the same thing as blame the supervisor because the worker cut themselves.
2: No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying she's 12, so you have responsibility now to watch them. Yes, you blame the supervisor yeah. if the person cuts themselves because the supervisor didn't teach them properly. I agree with that. Their job mm-hmm. as a parent is make sure your kids are growing up safely and learning life not blame the thing that they're on because you don't want to take responsibility for your responsibilities. Like,
1: but since the parents obviously, you know, can't be trusted to do that a lot of the time, because, you know, most households are two working parents. Now they're just out of touch a lot of the time. And I admittedly, like, I mean, Jack tells me shit that he learns online all the time that I have no knowledge of. I don't know anything about YouTube and that's where he learns fucking everything, which makes me sound like an absent parent, but I'm a single mom. I'm doing the best I can. So you know, yeah. it's changing all the time. It's hard to be up to date constantly on it. And since we can't necessarily trust the parents to always make the most responsible decisions, I think that creepy pastas and claiming things are real that aren't need to be more properly regulated and like implemented into like child protection software or whatever, if that's your
3: form of parenting or. Probably a big reason that they implemented the parental lock control on a lot of um devices but did they have that back then I don't know honestly
1: I mean a lot of things you had to specifically download specific software that's what I was wondering
3: because nowadays like when you're setting up a device you can turn it on in your wizard setup or whatever it's called
1: Yeah. yeah and like I'm totally opposed to you know not allowing your kids access to technology. Cause this is going to be their lives forever. They need to be technology literate and, you know, introduce it in school because that's something that they don't, you know, we were talking about in our other episode that they're talking about consent now in kindergarten, yeah. but why aren't we teaching them about the dangers of technology in kindergarten? Don't they, shouldn't they know?
2: I, I feel like, uh, parents have a big uh job in this but so do teachers teachers see their kids more than some parents see their kids so if you think about it the kids are at school for seven eight hours a day and then you get what four or five hours at night but there should be a part in the curriculum where they're teaching internet safety and i don't a good question to because i'm not sure i'd have to ask my kids if they've ever taught them that at school
0: i think they they include well obviously we did like stranger danger at school and i think they're introducing don't talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm not sure whether they're also including in that the whole what's real and what's not on the internet kind of thing in that same lesson, which they absolutely should do because if you want to find it on the internet, you'll find it. If you want to make something true, You can find a website that will make something true. That's
3: another thing by putting
1: it on grownups, right? I mean, how many flat earthers out there are like over the age of like 30? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're very accessible to the crazy thoughts out there. And that's what Mm. they should be really teaching the kids is like, there's crazy people everywhere. Make sure you look at more than just the first place you look. And
1: Parents are having that conversation on like a shallow kind of level, Mm. I think. But I think, I mean, I know for me, I sometimes... Forget how much fake information there is out there and how malleable kids are to just believe that. And absorb.
0: just sponges my... my
1: And I mean, do we start that in childhood? Is that something that we ingrain in them by telling them that, you know, about Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy? And like, is that something that we start and perpetuate?
2: That's a good, uh, interesting way of thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like to say no, because that just adds like wonder the internet's a trash hole, you know what I mean? And we're still, the whole what's real and what's fake is still hard for uh, adults, right? Well, this is what we're having the biggest issue with in, I would say, modern society really is just like, what's real, what's not.
1: Also, I mean, hiding things from them, like at the age of 12, especially when they're like hot to trot on rebelling they're just gonna go to their friend's house and purposefully yeah. look into this and be like, "Well, you were just trying to deceive me into thinking that things aren't real, but this is real because just because you told me it's not, just because fuck you, man." Yeah, it also cause sh-
3: trust issues amongst that dynamic, you know, yeah. like, oh, you lied to me, so what else is there, you know, that you lied about that I have to go find out myself.
2: But if you're just going like, I have to go do something you know instead of like taking the time and sitting with your kids and i know it's uh, we all have busy lives and whatever but what's more important than making sure your kids don't get like uh into a murder cult or fucking molested like or yeah. or worse molesting
0: if you That's don't great. want the responsibility of having to teach your children don't fucking have them mm-hmm. well i got because my kids are su- i have such a massive age gap between my kids because my my oldest girl's 21 and then I've got Lara, who's eleven months. So, and then Jesse's eighteen, and Gabe's just turned four. So, the difference between parenting from when Erin was born to now, with especially Gabe, the difference in in is massive. Like the she ba- she didn't barely had any interaction with electronics except for watching TV, and now Gabe he has his own little leap pad and he can play games on it. And he goes on the iPad and he watches YouTube and he knows how to navigate it himself. He's fucking four. Yeah, like I, no, for I, sure. I couldn't even pick up a phone when I, I didn't, you know, I used to pick it up. We had a rotary dial phone. I've had to put locks and stuff on the iPad because he's obsessed with that fucking song. The gummy bear song. Do you guys. Yeah.
2: I take yeah, yummy, yummy, yummy. gummy bear. Never heard of it. Never heard the song.
0: He likes to watch all the different videos of the gummy bear and he was on the iPad one day and I just happened to look over and he was watching a video because I could hear the song, but I looked over at the video and someone had taken the video and the gummy bear was having its head chopped off with a chainsaw and it was being stabbed. And I was just like, okay, mama's taking the iPad now, buddy. I you know just in those couple of minutes he was able to navigate to a video that was playing the song that he loved but was he was looking at this incredibly violent image like I mean it's not violent to me but for a 4 year old it's up to I us I was going to say
3: that that defeats like the point of no headphones because you can be hearing this song that you assume is mm-hmm. what you think it is and then all of a yep. sudden
0: it's like I reckon that's why they do it because they know that if the parents are listening and they can hear the, you know, the happy, fun time music, they're not going to be panicking that their kids are watching a fucking slasher movie.
1: When Jack was three, my dad gave me like the iPad he got from work that he never uses. And I put on um, some episodes of a show I liked when I was a kid. I can't remember what it was now, maybe Blue's Clues or something. And then I come back out and he's watching. He, he somehow managed to get from, from Blue's Clues to top 10 most violent riots. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's okay. so metal, no. Jack.
1: God, but I'm going to take that <laughs> away from you now.
2: <laughs> the whole argument thing reminds me of like the 90s when everyone was blaming uh, like school shootings and stuff on violent video games, you know? And it's, mm. it's, it's, it's sorry, it's still not the video games fault. It's you got to you got to take responsibility. That's the hardest thing, I think, for any of this is the parents to be like, this is kind of my bad, too. Right. Like, who wants to admit to that? My kids did that. I'd be fucking embarrassed. First of all. Second of all, I wouldn't be like I'd be like everything but me because I am trying. Like if they did it now, I wouldn't know what I did wrong, you know? It'd be hard for me to take responsibility.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the moms from the Columbine shooting, you know, her biggest quote is If love could have stopped Columbine, Columbine would have not happened. Oh,
2: yeah, uh, for did, sure. Do you think? Uh, I got a question for you, Celeste. Do you think these two girls ha- knew any type of repercussion at all from this? Like, do you think they would, thought they would become famous? They thought this would hit national news, international news? Like, do you think they had any forethought?
1: I don't think they could have been possibly exposed to enough of the real world to even know that people who do bad things get famous. Yeah. Not at 12. Yeah. Well, that's my theory anyway. I I doubt it. I don't think so. I think they were probably shocked by like, what do you mean? I I'm going to, you know, go to court. That's bullshit.
2: Maybe not, maybe not famous, but maybe just for attention. Like, do you think maybe they were like, nobody's paying attention to us? So after this, they're all going to know our names now. No, watched,
1: and... I don't think so. Again, at 12, I think yeah. they they're it's too early for them to think any attention, even negative attention is good attention, because yeah. I mean, when you're 12, all you want is good attention. Any kind of negative attention makes you feel shitty. Yeah. Yeah. If they had been older,
0: for sure.
3: So
2: this is just, just kind of an argument that they should have probably not been judged as adults. Right. Because they were just stupid kids, they didn't have any type of knowledge of what the repercussions would be. They just thought they were helping themselves.
0: I think it's just a crime,
3: regardless of how old you are. You know, with the parental like control these days, I think it's it's easy to revert them away. But you know, at a certain age, they're going to figure it out. They always yeah. do. Like Christy was mm-hmm. saying, her four year old can turn on an iPod or whatever they're called. Isn't
2: that what only plays music? Yeah, that's okay.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, what are you guys saying?
3: What's going
2: on? My kids, my kids. I told them they're off the internet for two hours, and they're fucking pacing. It's been two hours now. They're like, "He's still using the internet. He is taking all our bandwidth. No Fortnite for me. Guess what, fuckheads? It's mine." <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so I will I will sum it all up. The victim, Peyton, urges parents to stay vigilant and informed about the internet and to discuss with your children early in life what is real and what is not online. And so that will transfer well beyond believing in ghouls and goblins. You can talk to them about body image. You can talk to them about you know, that news makes the world seem so much more scary than it is. You can talk to them about people pretending to be something they're not, people faking sob stories, talk to them about scams. And be really careful as parents about friends, about your kids' friends. Kids will resist breaking up a friendship even if they don't want to be in that friendship just to rebel against their parents if that's what they tell them to do.
2: Peyton deserves some recognition. Uh, that's crazy that she survived. We didn't we didn't really touch on that very much, but I, I I'm proud of her. And she got to tell everyone why they're fucked up. And she's probably learned a big lesson from the internet. So maybe we should all stab our kids. Maybe Peyton we shouldn't said, say that.
1: Peyton <laughs> says she's grateful. She's grateful for the experience. She's glad that it happened. It made her the person she is. It lit a fire under her ass to have a great life. I'm proud of her. Go, Peyton. Go, Peyton. Yeah.
2: Good, go, Peyton. Good for her.
1: So yes, I mean I agree with Richard. It really does come down to the parents oh, need God, to be more.
2: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, we found what it. the fuck? Oh, no, we Your cat?
2: Yeah, they found him after they like found a donut? month. Yeah.
3: Yay! Yay! Good
2: job, guys. That's awesome. Is he okay? Yeah,
3: he's okay. He's just
2: like. Are you sure it's donut? Did you guys just steal another cat?
3: Well, no, <laughs> like, next, next door, and now he's like. Could
2: you bring him here? He's donut. It is donut. The little bastard. This Where have you been? You're probably so hungry. Did you guys get him food and stuff? Yeah. Oh, I'm so Does he, he have, like, any cuts I'm on him crying? or anything?
1: Is he okay? I have a little bit. I'm happy. Oh, I'm super happy, too.
2: I was okay. like... Does he have any bumps on him or anything? I'll check him after. We'll finish this up. Sorry, that was big news for the kids. They're all like slurking. I'm like, what do you guys want?
0: When they came came in and they're like, we found him in the garage. I thought that was saying there was an intruder in the house. I'm just like, Richard, get off your fucking ass and go and protect your family.
3: You guys, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what
1: comes next. There's no ending better than this. Thank you, Peyton, for surviving to tell
3: your side of the story.
1: And fuck Morgan and Anissa. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. -bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this
0: episode. Check out our website for links to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at unethical podcast and become a patron on patreon for early access to episodes at the five dollar level and unedited videos of episode recordings at the ten dollar level
2: we don't have twitter twitter is stupid
3: (laughs) you can catch our new episodes fridays wherever you eat your favorite
2: podcast and if you like this episode leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts Uh, If you hated this episode, also rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and just write a really mean review. I'm really excited for these. Now I can't even be in the corner properly. I'm no good.